Hello and welcome to the Sourcebook here on RiotRadio.ca. This is our first show. Uh, this is a show dedicated to Dungeons and Dragons or D&D, um, and basically just how to get into it. Uh, my name is Evan Halbert. I'll be your host. And every time I mention Dungeons and Dragons to someone I've just met or a friend, they're always like, "Wow, that's really interesting. I've always wanted to play, but I never knew how, and I don't know how." Well, this is a place for you if you're one of those people. Um, I've been playing this game for about five years now, um, in a variety of campaigns. I've made tons of characters. I've helped other people make tons of characters and get a good understanding of how the rules work. Uh, I've run my own games as a DM. I've played in Countless as a player character. Um, and yeah, we'll see how... We'll, 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 I'll be showing you how to kind of get a good understanding of the game. Um, hopefully in a way that is interesting and you understand what's going on. Um, so I think for today's episode what we're going to do is we're going to create a character together uh, in a very interesting way where I just kind of explained it to you and I'll try to do this in a step-by-step -step manner so you understand what's going on. In later episodes I'll probably go a little bit more in depth on classes and how they work. Um, and yeah. So um, to get started, you're going to need three things. Uh, first thing you're going to need is a player's handbook. Um, currently, what I'm using for this, this is a virtual uh, player's handbook. These books can be bought um, for about $60 Canadian. If that's way outside your price range, or if you think that's unreasonable, or if you don't like pretty pictures and you don't like physical books, um, then that's fine. You don't need them. Uh, if you're coming in as a player character and not a DM, then you definitely don't need them. Um, you can just create your character uh, virtually. So uh, I'm using a site called AnyFlip. Um, it allows you to peruse these books for free um, and kind of stream it so that you can see what's being read and where. Uh, all these pages were photocopied and implemented and they're all complete. So all the information is still there, you just got to get at it. Um, the other thing you're going to need is a character sheet. Now, the character sheet is um, kind of standard and they come in a variety of ways or a variety of forms. Um, you can print this out. Um, you can print this out and write on it. Uh, I don't like doing that because I have awful handwriting. <laughs> so I most of my, what I do is virtual. Um, so what I'm using is I'm using a uh, character sheet. It's a form fillable sheet, which means I can write and type down whatever, and it'll appear there. Um, and I can use this for later. I can save it. I can have it um, for later. Um, even I don't typically use this, but this is probably the easiest one-to-one -to, -one to show you how we can do things. Um, and almost every character sheet looks like this. At least the one in the back of the player's handbook looks like this. Um, so that's why I'm using this to show you. Um, when you get good at it and you figure out what it is you need and have a good understanding as to how this works, you can move yourself over to an Excel sheet if that helps you. Um, that's what I use. You can continue to do this. You can write them down. If you like doodling and you like drawing, then you know you what you can draw on the corners of this and make it a little bit more personalized. Um, hell, even if you got coffee stains all over it, hey, that's that's more personal. So um, that's pretty much all we need. The other thing we're going to need is some dice. Um, you can either buy a gaming dice set for yourself. Uh, they're usually not overly expensive, like ten bucks, which is not too too expensive for dice if you get. Obviously, you can get fancier dice, 
um, and metal dice, and they, they go up in price and vary in price depending on uh, what it is you, you want them, you, you want from them. Um, but if you don't have any of that, then you know what, a, uh, if you, you can literally Google a dice roller and uh, it'll come up with a dice for you. So, well, what are we going to do? So, um, we're going to create a character. Let's go back over to our character sheet. Um, so, to get started, the first things we're going to need is to figure out uh, what a race is. Um, if you're a little lost as to where this is, don't worry. Uh, everything is labeled. So, there are so many different races we can make. Um, for sake of ease, we'll just make our make ourselves a human. Um, so, once we've decided we want to be a human, then we just go over here. Uh, to our player's handbook, once again. And we click select our human. Um, so you open yourself to the page of the race that you want to be a part of and you want to have. Um, and this gives you all the information you could possibly have. Um, how humans interact with other races. Um, how many different types of humans are there, which honestly, humans are pretty easy. Everyone likes being a human um, because we are human ourselves. It's it's uh, it's easily relatable. Um, and it gives you all sorts of information about ethnicities, and obviously ethnicities are named differently um, in-game than it is in the real world. Um, so it's pretty easy. Uh, what we're looking for initially is the human traits. Uh, these traits let you know what it is that you need to do um, and how your character, kind of what the, what the benefits of being a human is. Um, obviously, not all of this is going to make a whole lot of sense. I'll explain that all to you in a moment. So, um, you literally just read for a little bit. So, uh, it's hard to make a generalization about humans, but your human character has these traits. Ability score increase. Your ability scores increase uh, by each of your ability scores increased by one. What does that mean? What's an ability score? Oh, funny you should ask. Let's go over to our character sheet really quick. These are our ability scores. Uh, our strength, our dexterity, our constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. So when we go to fill in these numbers, because we're a human, we increase all of these by one. So uh, I guess this is a good time to figure out what are ability scores? So ability scores are your character's strengths and weaknesses and how it is, what they're good at, essentially. Um, strength is pretty self-explanatory. Dexterity, you could probably figure out. Everything else is a little weird if you've never seen these um, words before and you have no real understanding as to what they mean. Uh, so I have a quasi-analogy for them uh, that I totally stole from Reddit, but that's okay. It's one of my favorite analogies, and I think it gets the message across. So, uh, the way that you figure out what each of these do is through tomatoes. So, strength is your ability to squash a tomato. Dexterity is your ability to throw uh, a tomato accurately, as well as dodge out of the way of tomatoes coming towards you. Uh, constitution is your ability to eat a rotten tomato. Intelligence is your intelligence is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing that you don't put a tomato in a fruit salad, and you don't make a fruit salad. Uh, you won't make a, a tomato-based fruit salad. And charisma is your ability to sell a tomato-based fruit salad to another person. Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> when, when you put it that way, it, it makes things a little easier. Um, 
and it's a pretty easy way to understand what each of these do. Uh, and obviously certain classes benefit from specific um, strengths, weaknesses, and uh, what each of these do. Uh, so, that's pretty understanding of what those are. So, let's flip back over to our character sheet. Sorry, our player's handbook. So, uh, another thing, age. So you can choose how old or how young you want your um, your human to be, um, and you can kind of put that age kind of like in a. Uh, I usually put it off to the side somewhere. Uh, I would probably put it in the character's name. Uh, I easily the name is the hardest thing to come up with, and just just for while we're here, we're gonna figure this out. You know, we'll make uh, we'll make my human a very young fellow. We'll make him twenty-one. And we'll give him a name. We'll give him uh, Merrick Farron. Farron. There we go. Um, that's a name of an old character I used to make. So we're just putting it in there just to have something there. So um, we have a name. We have his age. And you probably can't see any of that. So let's go back. So yeah, uh, if you can look up here, uh, I've just put it put in character name as well as the age. Um, Age is purely for flavor, but it's a good idea to understand uh, when you're building your character roughly how old they are. Um, so that way it's a good character point of reference to figure out how they act, how their mannerisms are. If they're really young, then immature, then you would portray that character as young and immature. Um, if you feel like they're really mature for their age, then, you know. I'll put 21 as kind of like a baseline. Okay. Um, alignment. The alignment of your character is um, their moral compass. It's the best way I can explain it. Um, and this kind of gives guidelines as to... Um, it gives guidelines as to how your characters usually are. Humans are really uh, um, run-of-the-mill. They, they kind of tend to be... They don't really need to favor one alignment uh, over another. So what I mean when I'm saying alignment, I'm sure you've seen a meme going around uh, talking about what an alignment is. So uh, to make things a lot easier, we have some visual aids. So um, most alignment charts are in this fashion. They are uh, a nine square, and these are this is your character's moral compass. Uh, lawful good, neutral good, chaotic good, lawful neutral, true neutral, chaotic neutral, lawful evil, neutral evil, and chaotic evil. Uh, lawful good being the absolute good, chaotic evil being the absolute worst, or the absolute bad. Um, and everything else is kind of like a muddy in-between. Uh, so lawful good means you're willing to obey the law, and you're generally a very good person. You go out of your way to help people. Um... Most characters that fall under this are usually paladins, um, and usually are just overly good people, and they do everything they can to be a good person. Uh, neutral good, you don't really, you, you're kind of, you're a good person at nature, but you don't really, you, you're willing to, to kind of be morally ambiguous in terms of how you wish to help people. Uh, chaotic good means, it's, it's kind of like a, a, an ends justify the means. You're willing to help people and be a good person, but on your terms, um, and you will do whatever is possible, whatever is necessary, in order to do the right thing. 
Uh, the best way I can explain that is if you're um, a revolutionist or rebellious character, then that's probably the best way to do it. Um, lawful neutral. This is kind of where we get into the boring middle ground. Uh, lawful neutral. Um, you don't. You're willing to to follow the law. Um, you might not necessarily agree with them. You just kind of, but you still follow them just to keep up appearances. Um, or you have your own set of laws and codes that you follow, um, and that makes you a lawful person. Um, not necessarily good nor evil. Uh, true neutral, truly the boring one. Uh, you don't really feel one way or another of anything. You're, if anything, this is probably the most um, cut and dry alignment. Uh, chaotic neutral. This one, everyone believes that this is the, well, I don't care about anything and I can do whatever I want. Um, not true. Not true. Okay, it's not. It just looks weird. Okay, awesome. Chaotic Neutral is believed to be a, um, kind of the I can do whatever I want. Uh, that's not even remotely true. Uh, it just kind of means that you don't really follow the laws. This is as if you were like, it's almost as if like you were wronged by the law and what in some fashion turned you against it. But you're not a bad person and you're not really a good person though. You're kind of out for yourself and trying to make your own way in the world. Uh, lawful evil. Usually devils follow under this. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean your character is the devil. Um, that just means that it just that, that's how they do. Um, usually if you're lawful evil, you're probably a part of a guild. Um, or an assassin made it like, like an assassin's guild of some kind. You're following the rules of the guild, but you carry out some not-so-great things, such as murder, and you don't follow. You don't follow the law, but you follow the guild's code. It's different. Uh, neutral evil is kind of, yeah, I'm just a bad person, just kind of doing whatever I want, yeah. Uh, chaotic evil is absolute bad, meaning you are running around doing whatever you want. Uh, usually, if you're chaotic evil, you're probably a murder hobo. Um, we'll get into what murder hobos are and what different slang is on another, another episode, or if we have time at the end of this episode to explain that, but, uh, if that's, uh, if the idea of being a murder hobo, uh, explains is amusing to you, then, uh, then that's for you. Um, okay, so, back to the character sheet. Um, so, alignment. Humans don't really sway one way or another in terms of their moral compass. They kind of go wherever they need to. Um, or they have the capability of being absolute good and absolute bad. So, we'll make this character, uh, you know, we'll make him neutral good. Uh, sometimes these are read as also as NG, just to understand what it is and what it means. Okay, let's head back over to our player's handbook. Uh, do, 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 size! Uh, so the way that this game characterizes size, um, you can give dimensions as to how big, how, to how tall and how big you are. Um, usually it's like 5'6", or taller, um, five, six in between to, to like six, one, five, six being like the average height for a woman, six, one or six feet being the average height for a male. Uh, but realistically you can make this number, whatever you want. You can be really short, really tall. As long as it makes sense, doesn't really matter. Um, and you're not impeding on another class. If you're wanting to be an eight foot 
a foot tall human, then you might as well be like a Goliath or something, something really big. Um, so, you know, keep it reasonable. Um, and it also says that uh, your size is medium. Now, what does that mean? So when you're playing the game um, and when something that you're doing is referring to how big you are, you are considered to be a medium size. Sizes range depending on how big uh, certain things in the game are. Uh, they can be as small as tiny and as large as gigantic. Um, how that scaling works out, we'll talk about it in another episode. Um, for now, just understanding that you are human is, or sorry, you are medium, it is all you need to know. Uh, speed. Your base walking speed is 30 feet. Let's head back over to our character sheet. So you put your speed up in here. It's right beside your initiative, and you just put 30, just so you know that you can move 30 feet. If you do, like, 30 FT, oh, not like that. If we do 30 FT, there we go. Uh, that way you know that you can move 30 feet. Um, this doesn't mean you can only ever move 30 feet at any given time. This is more for a combat situation. Understanding that you can move as far as 30 feet in one turn uh, is what this means. Uh, and it's considered to be your base walking speed. Uh, this is not a run speed, this is a walk speed. Uh, languages. You can. Speak, read, and write common and one extra language of your choice. We'll talk about languages a little bit later. For now, just understanding that you can understand human or, or common. Common is English. It's the best way to explain it. There's no, like, there's so many different languages depending on what race you're, you're taking. Uh, but common is the most spoken, um, and it's just referred to as English. Um, so you can actually put that you understand proficiencies in languages. You can put that down here. So, uh, you can put languages. Common. Uh, and you'll choose another language later. Uh, we'll go over the different languages. To make things, to make this a little bit easier, we'll just say Dwarvish. But there are so many different options that you have available to you. Um, There's Celestial, there's Dwarvish, Elvish. And, yeah, just because you can speak this language uh, doesn't mean you need to go and start researching and be like, hey, how do I actually speak Dwarvish? No, that's fine. You don't need to speak Dwarvish at the table. Uh, if anything, that makes you look really lame. Don't do that. <laughs> All you have to do is just say, hey, I say this in Dwarvish. And we'll talk about mannerisms and how to indicate what it is you're doing and what you're saying. Uh, we'll go over that in another episode. And that's pretty much it for all the things, all the benefits you gain as a human. Uh, you'll notice that there's this little tab down here for a variant human. There are alternate um, setups for how hum humans work. There's the normal way and then there's the variant way. Um, and you can choose to do either. Uh, I've done both. I would recommend exploring either. Okay, so that's it. Your race is chosen makes things easy. That's like one step of 5 billion. There's so many other steps that you gotta take. Um, okay, so uh, next question is, what's next? Uh, understanding what your class is, is huge. Um, and choosing a class is a big deal. Uh, for the sake of ease, we'll just go with a barbarian. But in total, there are 
I believe 12 or 13 classes. 13 now because of an artificer. But the classes are an artificer, barbarian, bard, cleric, druid, fighter, monk, paladin, ranger, rogue, sorcerer, warlock, or wizard. Um, I'll be doing an individual episode on each of these classes um, so you have a good understanding as to what each of them do. Um, but to make things easier, we'll just stick with barbarian. Why? Because Barbarian is first in the list of classes. So, this is where we go back to our player's handbook. We flip back over to the Barbarian page, and there's a whole whack of information that's here. Um, the Barbarian, this little bit, tells you where they come from, gives you an understanding as to how Barbarians work. They have primal instincts, they have live a life of danger. Um, and it kind of gives you pointers on how to create a decent barbarian. A lot of this is done, um, a lot of this could be done just by reading the book. However, if you're like me, and you don't feel like reading through every single page that's happening there, then that's fine. Um, the only thing that we need to understand is the barbarian table, which is up here. I don't know if you can see my mouse, probably not, but it's on the second page here. It's on the top right, it just says the barbarian. It's a big table, it tells you everything. Uh, and the class features. Understanding what the class features are uh, is a huge help. Um, so we'll, we'll do that. We'll go to the class features. So uh, it says hit points. Hit points are your life. If you've ever played any video game ever, um, then you understand what hit points are. Hit points, uh, if you reach zero hit points, then you are knocked unconscious, and there's a whole set of rules that come for being unconscious and death. Um, so hit dice. What does that mean? Hit dice. Uh, you gain 1d12, so one 12-sided dice is a hit die. Uh, hit dice are your ability to regain your health. Uh, you can only use them during a short rest. We'll go on a We'll explain short and long rests when we get into the massive amount of rules that are available and actions that you can and cannot take. Um, and yeah. So, hit points at first level. We'll say this character is only going to be first level. So, your hit points at first level is 12 plus your constitution modifier. Um, so, we haven't done any of our ability points yet. So, let's flip over to our character sheet and we'll do our ability scores. Uh, ability scores are over here. There's going to be a large number and a small number. Uh, the large number is usually any number between 0 and 20. Uh, the small numbers is anything between minus 5 and plus 5. I'll give you an explanation as to what all those mean. Uh, but first, what we can do is we'll borrow this features and traits section of the players of the uh, character sheet. And we'll roll some dice. Uh, so there's a bunch of different ways in order to figure out what it is your character sheet is or to get your stats. Uh, the way I've done it, and the way I did it when I first started playing the game, is you roll 4d6, uh, you take away one of them, and that's one of your ability scores. So we'll do that right now. So we have a 2, a 6, a 5, and a 1. So uh, you remove the smallest one, so we take away that 1. So 5, 6 is 11, plus 2 is 13. There's a lot of quick math that's going to be happening in here. And that's one of your ability scores. You repeat this step. Um, you repeat it five more times in order to get your abilities. So, for the sake of brevity, we'll do. Uh, we'll say it was. You would. You would. When you were making your character, you would repeat this step 
five more times. Uh, just for the sake of ease, we'll make it so that one of these is a 10, 11, a 14. We'll make one really high. We'll make it a 16. Uh, and we'll make one eight. So, what do all these numbers mean? These numbers, you now get to choose where you want these numbers to go. So we've decided that we are going to be a barbarian. Barbarians are beneficial and they gain their benefits from uh, strength, dexterity, and constitution. Um, constitution affects how much hit points you'll have. Um, and I want this to be a healthy character. So we'll take our 16. We'll plug it into our constitution. Boom. There it is. 16. Which translates into a modifier. So these numbers, they translate into what will be a uh, ability score, an ability modifier. Uh, the way modifiers work is they increase based on, increase or decrease based on what this number is, what you rolled. Um, so 10 being the baseline, and it, its modifier would be a zero. It wouldn't gain any modifiers. For each two steps up, or each two, um, for every two points higher than 10, you increase that modifier by one. Uh, so 12 would be a plus one. 14 would be a plus two. 16 would be a plus three. 18 a plus four. And 20 being the max would be a plus five. Um, and it works going backwards too. So starting backwards, every odd number uh, down from 10 minuses your modifier by one. Uh, so nine would be negative one, seven would be negative two, five would be negative three, three would be negative two, and a one would be a negative one. Uh, you can't go lower than one. If it's below one, you're probably dead. So we'll plug these all in. So because this is my constitution modifier, um, it's a 16, it'd be a plus three. Yeah, bum, 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 bum. So let's plug the rest of these in so we can make a semi-decent character. You know what, we'll make our, we'll put our 13 in our dexterity. Put our 13 in our dexterity. Put our 14 in our strength. Mm -hmm. And you just keep plugging them along until you get what you want. Uh, so we'll do 11. Actually, you know what? We'll make your intelligence our dump stat. Funny enough, if you make your intelligence lower than a 6, uh, you actually cannot speak properly in-game. Um, that's rules as written. Um, there are a couple other really funny rules, so uh, it's a fun way to figure stuff out. So we've made our character. There we go. So this is all done. All we have to do is just plug this all in. Uh, so because it's a 14, it's plus 2. Because it's 13, it's plus 1. Uh, an 8 is a minus 1. A 10 is a 0. And this is also a 0. Um, and all these numbers... So once you've plugged in all these numbers, you've made everything here so much easier. Um, so, uh, based on this, we have a fairly strong character who's somewhat agile, who is rather beefy and can take a lot of hits, who is extremely dumb, um, and is mediocre in terms of his wisdom and his charisma. Um, okay, cool. So, let's get back to what we were talking about before, hit points. So our current hit points are here, 
Our maximum hit points are up there. At first level, if you're following along with your player's handbook, if you look in the bottom right hand corner over here, it's telling you that um, at first level, it, your hit points are 12 plus your constitution modifier. Go back over to your character sheet. Our constitution modifier is plus three. So it's 12 plus three, which is 15. So our total hit points is 15. Our current hit points is 15 because we haven't taken damage, and so on and such forth. Alright, back over to the character, to the player's handbook. Uh, current hit points, or hit points at higher levels. So every time you level up your character, you increase your hit, your hit points by 1d12. So you can roll a d12, or you can just say 7 plus your constitution modifier. Easy stuff. Okay, so, barbarians... Uh, don't usually wear a lot of armor. They're usually wearing not a whole lot. Um, and they gain proficiencies, things that are good at. Uh, every class gains armor proficiencies, weapon proficiencies, tool proficiencies, have saving throws, and skills that they're good at. So, for our barbarian, uh, our proficiencies are light armor and medium armor. Let's head over to our character sheet. And you can write this here in our proficiencies and languages. Uh, so, you're proficient in... Uh, light armor. We're Canadian. Armour. We're proficient in... Uh, light armor. Medium armor. Shields. Simple weapons. Martial weapons. And that's it. You don't gain any tool proficiencies as a barbarian, uh, but that's okay. Most people forget that they're proficient in specific tools. And honestly, barbarians don't really benefit from that. Uh, saving throws. So, saving throws uh, are up here, under saving throws. What saving throws are is usually your DM or GM will ask you to make a saving throw based off of a trap that's happened, a spell effect, um, or a variety of other things that could happen. Um you check what you will check these little boxes as to what you're proficient in um so barbarians are good at strength and constitution so uh this number i put up here before i started doing stuff is your proficiency bonus you always have a proficiency proficiency bonus of something you are always good. You're an adventurer. So the idea is that adventurers are better than your average Joes. Uh, your average farmer or commoner is uh, not that strong. But you're an adventurer. You're used to going out on adventures. So you are always skilled and always proficient. Um, your proficiency bonus increases as you level up and as you get in higher levels. Um, at the beginning, it is always plus two. And you apply your proficiency to almost everything that you're good at or proficient with. So, if you're proficient with strength and constitution saving throws, then you add plus two to that number. So currently our strength is already at two. So you add another two to it to make it four. Uh, it's really small. Uh, dexterity, there's we're not proficient in it, so we just add one. Constitution, we are, so it's five. So we add plus two really bad intelligence, so it's minus one. And then zero and zero for charisma. If it, uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. So, t 
to understand where we get these numbers. I wish I could increase the size of that, but you know what? We'll just zoom in. Uh, so, uh, so long as you understand where we get these numbers from, um, your proficiency bonus is plus two. Strength is, is already at plus two. Plus two is four. Right? It's basic math. I know. Who knew? This game was all about math. If you're not good at simple math, well, you're about to be. Okay, so, let's flip over back to our player's handbook. Do, 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 do. Sometimes it doesn't like to do the thing. There we go. Perfect. So, uh, equipment. You get to know what, you're, what you get right at the very beginning of the game. Uh, so, yeah, you can literally read or wrong, uh, and usually for the equipment, it gives you two options as to what it is you want your equipment to be. Uh, so, you can see that you either get a great axe or a uh, any mushroom melee weapon. Uh, for sake of ease, we will just go over and we'll just give ourselves a great axe. So, we go over to our character sheet, we go over here to our text and spells, we do great axe. Usually, we look it up in another part of the book as to what your attack bonus and what your damage is. Uh, I just know this offhand, that a great axe is a uh, 1d12, slashing. Uh, and your attack bonus is your strength plus your proficiency. So whenever you're making an attack roll against somebody, it's always you're always going to add plus 4 to the roll. Uh, that's only when you're doing when you're making the attack. Uh, more equipment: two hand axes or any simple weapon. Once again, for ease, we'll have two, two hand axes, uh, and we get an explorer's pack and four javelins. Easy peasy. So we'll put it down here. Actually, two hand axes, two hand axes. Two hand axes, great axe. We also got a bump a bump bump explorer's pack and four javelins. Awesome. Okay, so that's what's in there. We'll go over what's in explorer's pack later. No, you have one for now. Okay, so that's it. That's all your equipment that you start off with. Uh, we'll flip back over to our character base. Don't worry, we're almost done. Okay, so um, whoop, flip the page. Woo. Uh, so as a barbarian, you gain some benefits at your first level. You gain abilities, things that you're good at, um, and things that are unique to the barbarian. So we'll just read along. So the Barbarian's trademark is to be able the ability to rage. You can choose to go into a angry frenzy and gain a lot of benefits to it. Um, you gain advantage on strength checks uh, and strength saving throws while you're raging. Uh, when you make a melee attack using your strength, you gain bonus to the damage of the roll. Uh, and that increases as you level up, and you can find that on the previous page. Uh, and you have resistances to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. So whenever you take one of those three damage types, you have the damage. Pretty handy. Makes you very strong. Cool. Where do we write that down? And how do we remember that? 
honestly, a lot of this game is keeping yourself organized. So, all we have to do is say, hey, I have Rage. And you can literally write down what this does. Uh, you can Rage as a bonus action. So, you can Rage as a bonus action. Or, we can make this really easy for ourselves. And we can also just copy and paste what this all means. But we'll do that at a later time. But you can rage as a bonus action. Uh, you have advantage on and strength checks and strength saving throws. Uh, you gain a bonus to the damage. Damage on strength-based weapons. On strength-based attacks. Also, just to make things easier. And you have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. This is all while you're raging. If you're not raging, you don't gain any of these benefits. Alright. Let's flip back over to the player's handbook. Okay, and that's it. You gain rage. You also gain unarmored defense at level 1. Uh, while you're not wearing any armor, your armor class is equal to 10, plus your dexterity modifier and your constitution modifier. To make things really easy, uh, you, most barbarians don't wear armor. Uh, that doesn't mean they're naked, it just means that they're not wearing any armor. They could still be wearing clothing. Uh, uh, armor class... Once again, a lot of this is just being organized. Armor class... equals... con... plus... dex... while not wearing armor. So, uh, in order to fill that out, you would literally just go up here, go to armor class, just calculate these two numbers together, so 1 plus 3 plus 10, so your armor class is 14. Easy peasy. Just pretty low AC, but that's fine. Uh, armor class is commonly referred to as an AC, and we can punch in the rest of these numbers up here too. Uh, so your initiative is your dexterity bonus. So when you're rolling for initiative, you just add a plus 1 to it, to the roll. Uh, we can plug in all these numbers too. Because before we gained, we got to choose on our character sheet or on our player's handbook. We get to choose uh, two skills that we're good at. Uh, so we could choose either an animal handling, athletics, intimidation, nature, or perception. So perception or survival. So we'll do flip back over here. Uh, now, what does this all mean? What do all these mean? These are things that your DM could potentially ask for. So if you're trying to jump across a bridge that's slowly falling beneath you, you would roll for acrobatics. If you're trying to um, break a horse to make it yours, you would use animal handling. If you're trying to understand the magics of what's happening in a room, you would roll arcana, and so on and such forth. Um, so there's everything from athletics, deception, history, insight, intimidation, investigation, uh, medicine, nature, uh, perception, performance, persuasion, uh, religion, sleight of hand, stealth, and survival. We'll go over all of these at another time.
just because there's a lot to go through and we're already 40 minutes into this video. Uh, we probably will not finish it. This will probably be a two-parter because, you know what, making a character makes a long, takes a long time. Okay, so let's go with... Do, 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 do. Let's do uh, athletics because we want to be athletic-y boy. And we'll go with uh, survival just because. Because I chose to. It's my character. I get to do what I want. And that's the thing. No one can tell you if you're doing, like, in terms of these creative choices on what your character, um, what your character is good at and not good at, no one can tell you you're wrong. Um, because there is no wrong answer. You could be good at some things, you could be bad at others. Um, and if someone tries to, honestly, uh, tell them, no, it's my character, I, I do what I want. And that's kind of the beauty of it. You can, you can, or you're allowed to tell people no. If you're really bad at that, then, you know, you, you, you'll get good at it pretty quick. Um, so anyways, all these things that are highlighted here tell you what ability score you're supposed to fill in here. Uh, so acrobatics is dex, uh, animal handling is wisdom, arcana is intelligence, and you just keep going down the list until you um, are finished. Uh, anything that's got a little bubble in it um, is things you're proficient with. Remember, things we're proficient with, we add our proficiency bonus to. So uh, strength we're good at, so we just make that a four. So you really want to hear, hey, can you make an athletics check for me? And you'll be like, oh, yes, I can. can absolutely make an athletics check for you. Uh, insight. Wisdom. Zero. Boom. Charisma. Bad at that. Man, there's a lot of things I'm not good at <laughs> for this character. Now, it doesn't mean this is a bad character. Having not-so-great stats doesn't make you a bad character. Um, if anything, there's a lot of things that you could be really good at. Alright, so wisdom, intelligence, so as you can see a lot of this is just literally plugging in numbers just to make things really easy. Perception, zero. Performance, zero. Persuasion, zero. Intelligence, minus one. Yeah, a lot of things I'm not good at. <laughs> Dexterity, hey, that's something I'm okay at. Plus one, alright. Dexterity, plus one, awesome. Wisdom, survival, zero. Actually, we're proficient in that. So it's zero plus two because we're good at it. Let's make it plus two. Easy peasy. All right. So we're almost done. We are nearly there. We have our character. They are leveled. They're at a good place. The last thing that we need before we can cons officially consider this character finished is a background. And a what a background is, is it lets you know where your character comes from. Now... You can make up your own background, but if you're uncreative and you don't really know what works and what doesn't work, then that's fine. You don't need to completely know. Because to do the player's handbook gives you a bunch of them. Wow, super handy. It's almost like they thought of everything. It's almost like this is their eighth edition of this game in terms of rule sets, so they learned a lot. So, um, there's all sorts of different ones, and they can tell you all sorts of different things. You gain a bunch of skill proficiencies, tool proficiencies, um, more things you're good at. Basically, there's no reason for you not to choose a background, because it just gives you more things to be good at. And it gives you some more equipment, too. For the sake of ease, we're going to make our Barbarian a Outlander. It just means that you grew up in the wild, away from everyone else, um, and from civilization and... and uh, 
technology. It's kind of like you were living off the lay of the land. Um, it's probably the easiest way of getting disconnected. Go figure. The two things that you get from being an outlander in terms of skill proficiencies is a is athletics and survival. Well, humdinger, I already chose those two things. So what you can do is you can go back to the beginning of your character sheet, or beginning of where the barbarian page is, and pick two more. Luckily, I remember most of them. And we'll do proficient, we'll do perception, and we'll do intimidation. So there's four things you're now really good at uh, for skills. But that's okay. You only really want to pick a barbarian if you just want to hit stuff. Because hitting stuff is fun. Okay, it's cool. So, uh, you also gain a tool proficiency. You can choose one musical instrument. There's a whole list of instruments that you can have, and we'll go over. We'll do an equipment episode where we literally just talk about equipment. Make it really easy. Okay, so. Um, and you would put a, a thing there, so we'll just say a loot. Or a guitar is what it actually is. Um, bum, bum, bum. You can choose another language of our choice. So we have two more languages we can choose, choose from. You know what? We'll choose Draconic, because dragons are cool. And we get a couple other things added to our equipment. So we get a staff. Not to be confused with a quarter staff, there is a difference. Uh, a hunting trap. You can talk to your. This is like if you were hunting or if you want to uh, uh, grab food while you're out in the wilderness. That's usually what it would be used for. A trophy from an animal you killed. This is meant to be vague, so you can kind of create it up on your own. You can literally just make it a um, uh, deer pelt. Deer pelty, deer pelt. Easy peasy. Um, a set of travelers clothes. Travelers, you know, it helps helps if I spell things properly. Travelers clothes. And a belt. Pouch. Blet, a blet pouch. Belt pouch. Belt pouch. Containing. Ten gold pieces. Uh, GP is often reused as gold pieces. Uh, this is also where you can store your, store your gold. So it's 10. GP is gold pieces. PP is platinum pieces. Uh, EP is electrum. Uh, SP is silver. And CP is copper. Most games I know of don't use electrum just because it, it's, it doesn't make sense. You go from silver to... Sorry, you go from copper to silver to, to electrum to gold to platinum. Yeah, no, that's just, it's another thing that we just don't need to deal with. If your DM wants to run with that, then that's fine. Uh, the best way you can think about it is 10 silver pieces, sorry, 10 copper pieces equals one silver piece. One silver, sorry, 10 silver pieces equals one gold piece. 10 gold pieces equals to one platinum piece. Um... And we'll go over that more later on. But um, gold pieces are really valuable. Like, the best way you can think about it is 10 gold pieces or one gold piece. Sorry, one gold piece, uh, if you were to compare it to our currency in the real world, is like $100. Uh, so you got like $1,000 right off the bat, which is pretty insane. So yeah, backgrounds. Good idea. Should have them. Uh, as well, some of them give you additional features. So one of the ones you get... Is called Wanderer as a 
Outlander. Wanderer. Uh, while you're wandering around, you have excellent memory for maps and geography. You can always recall your general layout of the terrain, settlements, and other features around you. In addition, you can find food and fresh water for yourself and up to five other people each day, provided that the land offers very small game water and so forth. Basically, so long as the terrain provides it, you can gain. Get water and food for yourself. And five other people. I know there's a little bit more to that, but you can recall. But uh, that's kind of one of the more important things, especially for a survival situation. And that's it. Your character's done. There's a couple things you need to you can lay out here. Um, if you chose to write out a backstory, um, or have a general idea as what your character's appearance would look like, then you can do that. You can set their age. Oh, this is where you can set their age. Cool. I just put it up there because I almost never use this page ever. Uh, but yeah, you can set their age. 21, their height. We'll just say he's a little shorter than I am. Make him, I don't know, 5'8". Uh, make his weight, 210, because why not? Average, eyes, blue. Skin, fair. You know what? We'll leave that one alone. Uh, well, you know what? We'll make his hair red, because why not? You can do all sorts of different stuff with that. You can write out backstories, treasures, um, all sorts of other things that you get along the way. This is a spell sheet. This is if we were to make a spellcaster, uh, we would have, we'd fill this all out. I'll show you how to fill this all out uh, next time when we make another character, uh, if we choose to make another character. And that's it. That's all. We can put our class in here as a barbarian. I like putting the level there. You need to do just the one or level one. Backgrounds, we've made our background. Any Outlander. And experience points. If you're using experience points, this is where you keep track of them. Most games are you played with milestones, meaning you reach a certain point in the story and then you level up. Uh, otherwise, this is how you keep track of that. Um, and that's pretty much it. I know it feels like that there's a lot still left undone, but you could run a game and run a character and you could be a part of a game with this character. Um, and you just add more to it as you go. Uh, you can ask your DM or your GM for help as to how it goes. Here, let's fill this back over. Let's flip over. Perfect. Uh, yeah, your character's done. It looks like there's a lot that's still bare, but you could still play a game with this, with the information that you have here. Uh, personality traits, ideals, bonds, and flaws, these are all things that you can add in yourself, and it's kind of an understanding as to where your characters are coming from. Don't be one of those guys that doesn't put a flaw in. Let's be serious, we're all flawed in some way. Make your character have, be a little human, um, or a little have a little bit of uh, um, relativity, relativity to them, make them relatable. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. So thank you for tuning in for our first episode of The Sourcebook here on RiotRadio.ca. I'm your host, Evan Halbert. We'll be back next time. We'll go over classes next time. I think we'll talk, go a little bit more in depth about the Barbarian. Uh, that way we have a good understanding as to how super awesome and really cool Barbarians are. Um, and we'll explain the art of hitting things. Sounds good? If that's uh, that sounds good to you, it sounds good to me. That's it. That's all. Take care. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, uh, week during quarantine or outside of quarantine. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Take care.